Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 5, and we're listening to The World's Greatest Couple, delivered by The World's Greatest Couple, Steve and Jen. True story. Hmm. I just read that uh, Zach Braff and the other guy from Scrubs are starting a podcast, going about episode Scrubs. by episode about Scrubs. <gasps> Ooh, I will listen to that. I don't know if... I've only seen the show once through, so I don't think I'd get a lot of out of the podcast if I didn't rewatch oh, no, the show. Oh, no, I definitely have to rewatch. I don't, I don't know that I've ever actually seen all the episodes of Scrubs, because I used to catch it more on like reruns than when it was actually on the air. Me too. But I loved it. But I'm pretty sure I've only seen it one time through. I wonder, is it? And there? I did like it, but I came on late, so I watched it one, one time through and I was done. Well, we just finished Veep, so we need a new show. Well, I don't want to rewatch, even for the podcast. No offense, guys. The only reason I brought it up is like, what if two characters from How I Met Your Mother started from the beginning? We'd lose every audience member. We'd have to well, quit they, and just listen to theirs. They did something. Yeah, but starting season six, and it no, was... No, I think... Oh. I think what I had read was that it was actually on while the show was on, and then maybe they did some more after the show was on, like then did some follow-up kind of stuff. So I'm not sure how far back it was supposed to go, but I think it originally started when the show was still on the air. Have you listened to any of the other How I Met Your Mother podcasts, like mm-hmm. a single podcast? Yeah, me neither. No. No, I don't want to be subconsciously influenced. That's exactly why thing. I don't do it either. Uh, listeners, if any of you are listening to some of the other ones, maybe you could compare or contrast. We don't need to hear, you know, you're better or you're worse unless you want to tell us we're better, of course. But just kind of the differences in style, maybe. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how many. I, I know there's one other one that's active right now, and they're obviously ahead of us. They started before we did, but they don't do spoilers. Like from the like little synopsis that I have read, I think maybe one of them has seen it, one of them hasn't. Mm-hmm. So they're doing something a little different than us. Yeah, and I think that would be better to listen to if you were watching the show the first time through. It would yeah, be better if you've probably. seen it because then you can sort of, in your head, go in with, here's the things I'm excited about and I wonder if they caught this too. Because I used to do that a lot when I was doing some of the, the recaps of old shows that, that I was re-watching mm-hmm. for the podcast. Yeah, and yeah, so that might be better for people doing a first-time run, because yeah, we just talk spoilers all the time, and that might not be that great if you haven't seen all of the seasons through already. So how deep into sequestration are we? We are week four, which is hard to believe. (laughs) It kind of, it's painful a little bit, but it goes by kind of fast. It has, and I've still been very busy at work, and... I feel like the week goes slower, but the last four weeks have gone quickly. Yeah, it's gone very quickly. I'm still having a hard time figuring out what day it is, and I don't know what that is because I'm still working full-time. I'm still working a lot, so I don't know why that's <laughs> translating into I don't know what day it is. Um, Although I'm using this opportunity to um, not wear work clothes ever. It's a big day if I put on a pair of jeans. Yeah, I've seen you in a lot of leggings. Yep, a lot of leggings, a lot of yoga pants. It's great. I'm only wearing jeans. I'm not wearing... Usually, you know, even if I'm working from home, I'll often wear, like, slacks and yeah, a button-up. It just makes me feel in work mode. I don't... Uh, like, you can work laying on the couch with the laptop on your, you know... If I could figure lap. out a way to get my dual monitors to work so I could be on the couch, 
that would be the dream. <laughs> yeah, and I need to sort of be sitting up, buttoned up, different styles. But let's jump in and talk about where you think this episode is ranked by Steve Runkel. Where do you think this falls in? So hmm. if you need a hint, I can start you off with a better or worse then. Sure. Okay. Do you think I liked it better, more or less than brunch? And what was brunch ranked? Brunch was ranked 18. Ooh, I think you didn't like it as much as brunch. Okay. You're correct. Let's move it up. Um, where do you think, do you think I liked it more or less than game night? Which was? 47. Mm, that's tricky. Say more. No, I liked. I didn't like it as much as Game Night. Mm, that was a hard one because I thought I, I really thought that through, and I thought all of Brad's little lines that you really like would have pushed the the ranking higher. Yeah, I mean, keep in mind, Game Night had old Barney. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it had all those flashbacks and the, those. I, you just can't. It's hard to beat. But it's not far. I liked it a little better than Return of the Shirt. Okay. I liked it not quite as much as. Um, oh, I write down, wrote down the initials, and now I can't remember <laughs> what they stand for. But at any rate, I have it ranked number 55. Return on the Shirt was 58. But that being said, this episode lives amongst all the very best of season one. So you know, of the three or four best season one episodes, this is right there in, in it with them. It's not nearly of the best of season two, but that's saying a lot for season two because this was a really really good episode yeah it was wonderful although <laughs> I have to say in this time of self-isolation and everything being close it really bummed me out like concerts brunch Broadway <laughs> <laughs> when will I be able to do these things <sighs> yeah there was a lot to it they were, they were really out and about they were except for Robin and Ted who were pretty much at home the whole time yeah Robin and Ted were me in their pajamas chilling at home all right, we start off the narrator going right to Barney, and I was watching, you know, sort of side eye with some of the Hulu they were watching. There's a lot on Hulu there wasn't on the regular episode. Oh yeah, I noticed a couple of things that I didn't remember. Yeah, call out the good ones, ones, the bad ones. I didn't or, think there was yeah. anything that great. If it was neutral, then just let it go. Yeah, um, we start off with Barney and a little, you know, sort of montage of the fact that he's an enigma. It was a short montage, and then we cut to. Someone finally got inside of his house or his apartment, and we go to Barney's bed. Which is bed. weird. Like, why wasn't he letting people into his apartment? Because we see his apartment a lot from here on out. And he's kind of showy, so yeah. if his apartment's so nice, which it is. Right. So I just thought that was kind of weird. And then it becomes a setting quite a bit after this. Right. So, yeah. Strange beat that they chose on this one. They right. didn't, I don't think they needed it. Uh, it's him, but it's him waking up in bed with Lily next to him. They both scream. And I guess you can kind of tell by the fact that she has her shirt on that nothing really happened. So, or that you can you can assume or or you know surmise that there was no sex. However, I don't know that there's a world in which Lily would ever have sex with Barney. No, she did cuddle with him, which I found surprising. Yes, that is surprising. I was thinking about that. We jump to Lily's housewarming, or they're introducing Lily's housewarming, and 
we get into Lily's apartment, and you know, Ted makes a comment, oh, this is it. And it literally, I mean, it's, it couldn't be more than 100, 200 square feet. It reminds me, I saw like a clip of a YouTube video today, which was somebody who's self-isolating in New York City that had like an 83-square-foot apartment. Wow. And this actually looked a little bit bigger than that. That's like us staying in our bedroom, essentially. Our bedroom might be bigger than that. <laughs> it looked very small and narrow. Well, at any rate... Um... Yeah, so this is the apartment Lily went with after looking at several nice apartments. She landed on a not-so-great one. And, again, and... I don't know that we know she has a job yet. We don't know what neighborhood she's in. I mean, yeah. I guess we can maybe assume that she's in Manhattan, but like uh, like around 150th Street or something. Um, and this looks like what she could probably actually afford. In fact, right. she's not even really working right now, so I'm not That's sure how, I wonder, how she gets I, anything. I think, is it next week that we see all the different jobs that she's had? So maybe she is working in the background and they're just not talking about it. Maybe she got a loan from Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> that would make sense. She, apparently there's a lot of Lithuanians on her floor. They're always cooking, gambling, giving haircuts in the hallway. And there's a toilet in the kitchen or the a stove, stove in, the in the bathroom. Yeah, that was a good line. And I, I do – I mentioned this before. I do think that there is a law that there has to be an enclosure around a toilet. Uh, it's, a, it's a health code issue. But, but we'll let that go. Well, and there's also slumlords that will take advantage of people and – do whatever they can get away with until they get in trouble. So. Yeah, but every, every, well, no, there's no, unless someone complains, there's no reason to think that um, the Department of Health would visit his building and right. see this. Probably not. So unless they're going through old records of buildings and trying to track down which ones might still be designed like this, maybe, I don't know. If it's if it's the building's used for public housing at all, right, then it's going to get inspected yeah. at least annually. I hope everyone learned a good lesson tonight on <laughs> departments on of health and housing inspections. <laughs> I don't think departments of health do it. I think <laughs> Department of Housing does it. Uh, it's different state to state. Hmm. Some have some. It's done out of health. Some some of the housings are in the health department. All right. I guess I shouldn't argue with somebody that. Specializes Literally in has been inspections. <laughs> doing all of this for months on end. Now. This is how interesting my work is. The last one minute is like doing my job. You're welcome, world. Super interesting. <laughs> we should do some Googling. Then we get introduced to the, the stove inerator. Stove inerator. Or stove inerator. Which Tyler thought was funny. I, I like how, I thought it was a great line where she said, isn't it futuristic? <laughs> Ted <laughs> says, I hope not. <laughs> but I don't see where the fridge is in this. Um, I guess as it was on the bottom, I well, didn't look that closely. Yeah, there's one big door on the bottom that's either the stove or the fridge, but it couldn't be both. Well, the stove is the top. The oven Okay, the... I guess, yeah, I'm thinking of an oven. So I guess so there, where there was the stove, there was the sink, and I guess presumably there's an oven and a refrigerator side by side on the bottom. Oh, so there is no oven, I don't think. I don't know. She says it's a combination stove, oven, sink, and Okay, so she did throw the oven in there, So even though it's not in the the naming of it. Sure it is. I have a Stove incurator. Stove incurator. Oh, ink. <laughs> oh, I thought it was ink as in sink. Stove it's all, it's all mashed together. All right. Hence the combination. Now, I know this isn't realistic. <laughs> this isn't a real thing. I mean, it could be if it was much bigger. Right. <laughs> 
But at any rate. But it's funny, and yeah, I like Ted's line there, too. Ted likes her Murphy bed. I remember I stayed in a hotel in, I think it was Montana, where, the, where I was staying in a Murphy bed. Oh, yeah. Where I was sleeping on a Murphy bed. It was really nice. Like, it was like, built, it looked like it was built within the last year. It wasn't metal or anything. It was like a big wooden bed that just came down from the, the wall. No, it was totally unnecessary. It's, <laughs> no one's entertaining in these rooms, but it was a... Isn't there nothing but space in Montana? It was a ski resort, so I guess presumably someone could be staying there for a week and maybe they don't always want the bed down in the middle of the room, but at any rate. Hmm. Okay. So I have slept in a Murphy bed once, but not like that. I like Robin's line. I bet sleeping at this angle is good for you for some reason. <laughs> I know, and I do like... <laughs> Ted and Robin, like, really desperately trying, and Lily, too, like, to make this positive. Probably put some lipstick on this. Right. They're trying so hard for her. I love it when the characters in the show say something with some confidence and then end with maybe or probably. So, (laughs) in this case, it's uh, it's good for you for some reason. (laughs) Or what? there's a couple good ones when, after... Robin and Ted break up, where she's Some probablys, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, did you you know you could see... uh, was it the Grand Canyon for the pyramids from outer space? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Some mushrooms are carnivorous. Probably. probably. <laughs> I like to yeah, do that in everyday thing. talk. <laughs> Sometimes. Maybe. All right. We're at McLaren's. They're talking about how could, you know, one of us put oh, up. You, well, you skipped the little bit that kind of like pushes it over. So, you know, oh, oh, things aren't oh, great. Yeah, they, um, and then the the fruit basket. Yeah, so Lily goes to grab the fruit basket, and you hear like a little mouse squeak, and they all run out. So that then leads into the conversation at McLaren. Now about, wait, that squeak could it could it have been the cockamouse? Ooh, interesting. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't bring that up. And for the fruit, if it's going to be a housewarming, you think they'd have a little bit of booze? They got a fruit basket <laughs> basket instead. Yeah, it's kind of a weird. I guess it wasn't really a housewarming. <laughs> And then, oh, let's eat some fruit. <laughs> There's nothing I like more than going to see someone's new place and just then binging <laughs> on fruit. I don't know. Maybe some people are healthier than you. Not those guys. <laughs> All right. Now we get to McLaren's. Mm-hmm. We're talking about who could take Lily in. Robin has dogs. Ted has Marshall. Right. And then... Barney just has no reason. Yeah. It's the fortress of Barnitude. It's right. a bachelor pad. He can't. A woman can't stay there. Of course not. <laughs> I do like the little bit of back and forth here of yeah, Robin being like, "Come on, she's desperate." And Barney's normally a prerequisite for <laughs> yeah, living at home. That's a pretty good line. <laughs> and then Marshall comes in, very excited because he has an extra ticket to Alanis Morissette, mm-hmm. and nobody is into this. And I don't understand the Alanis hate. Um, I mean, would you want to go to an Alanis Morissette concert? If it was offered to me for free. There's an Alanis Morissette musical that I would definitely go see. In New York? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, it's called Jagged Little Pill. It's supposed to be good. Did she create it? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, so I'd, I think I would be into it. it. It wouldn't be like a hard out, like, oh my God, no. Like, Robin's <laughs> absolutely not, like. I don't know why it's a yeah, if hard no. <laughs> especially with a fellow Canadian yeah, that's in the true. mix there. I guess I hadn't decided that yet. So, I don't know, that was just my little mini soapbox of like, what? Why, why all the Alanis hate? Especially this crowd, you would think. Well, obviously you can't go with Lily, but, you know, they're around that age that, you know, Alanis is probably 
fairly popular while they were in college, high school. There should be at least some nostalgia there. Sure. So, yeah. What can you do? I wouldn't mind going to like a small venue to see Lannis Morissette. I, I wouldn't want to go to like a concert arena. Or what, I'm not sure what size. Yeah, I don't know what she was pulling in 2006. Yeah, I, w- I mean, I wouldn't even want to go to like Warner Theater to see it. Like maybe if it was maybe if it was at the 9:30 Club in DC. Are you just trying to prove that you know venues? <laughs> or let me see, concert hall, uh, <laughs> Constitution Hall. Yeah. Kennedy Center stuff. Lincoln thing. Theater. <laughs> By the way, I'm almost done with the first season of Stumptown. Now, let me put this out there. Because you said that you had wanted to see it, uh, you know, feel free to watch it in your own time, and then when you catch up, we'll start watching it together. I also saw you started watching Fleabag, which you also asked me if I wanted to watch with you, and I said yes, so. Well, you know what? I've only seen the first episode, and they're 30-minute episodes, so just watch the first one, and then I'll wait. I don't know what else you're doing behind my back here, but I don't care for it. <laughs> um, well, Marshall didn't put that on his list of things that couples do, that watch shows together. Well... You and I watch, you know, one show. We have time to watch usually one show a night, mm-hmm. except for on the weekends a little more. But watch one show a night, and it, at this time especially, it's taking up our entire week. Like, we, we don't get to watch two episodes of one show. And if we have more shows on, we'll never get even get to them. So I, I need to have shows separate from you that I'll be able to watch. <laughs> I think there's sort of a finite amount of shows we can watch together. I guess that's true. Although uh, you have been watching Tiger King, which I didn't think you would watch. Oh, yeah, we haven't brought up that. How can anybody go 10 minutes into anything and not bring up Tiger King? Now, I wonder if it would have been beneficial for us if we had had the foresight to start podcasting about it very early on. That would have been interesting. Because I I can guarantee by now there's got to be like 20 podcasts covering it. Probably. Well... I mean, maybe one-off episodes about it. I don't know that you can sustain it. Actually, though, there was a podcast about this, um, like, a year ago called, I think it was called Joe Exotic. And I heard about it. I never listened to it. But I went, I, like, looked it up the other day. I was like, oh, is this the same thing? And now it's behind a paywall. So that podcast company is being super shady trying to cash in. Hmm. Well, just do a little research into it. I mean, if I don't want to take a break from this because, you know, I want our fans, our... Uh, him yipsters to, to get us week after week but if we, we could always I think squeeze in time for a podcast recap of <laughs> the quick Tiger King, Tiger King. <laughs> it's only what seven episodes I think so we're on I think we finished four of them right see this could be our life we could watch true crime documentaries together the, uh, Tiger King's you know it's 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 having its moment right now yeah it definitely is so, anyway, that was our little sidebar. So, Marshall um, starts lamenting of all the things that he misses about being in a couple, like going to concerts or farmer's markets or brunch. And now I'm lamenting because I'm part of a couple, and I don't have somebody to go to concerts with. You don't go to farmer's markets. We do go to brunch sometimes. Yeah, we have we... What was, it's been a while since we've been to a concert together. I think it was probably Dave Was it Dave Matthews, Matthews 10 years ago? <laughs> Early on, we went to quite a few. I, you know, we went to uh, yeah, we did go Jimmy to like Buffett. ACDC because we got free tickets once. Yeah, my, my company had a thing That was there. probably the last concert we went to. That's true. And that was, that was before Tyler, wasn't it? No. Yeah, no, that's right. Because I, when I started that job, Tyler was just being born. So yeah, it was, that was maybe like three or four years ago. Um, 
Yeah, you're not, not a concert person. I'm not. I have out. to really like the band. I have to because you're sitting through two or three hours of their stuff, and there's so few bands right now that I enjoy two to three hours of their stuff. <laughs> like it would have to be. I've seen Fleetwood Mac like three or four times in concert. I mean, there's there's certain bands where I could happily sit through a lot of their music, and you know, the, the you like to go a lot of country and. Dave Matthews... I wouldn't expect you to go to country. Dave Matthews, I think I liked maybe two of their albums, but now they've had 50 albums. <laughs> the show's different every time. <laughs> All right. Beyond that, we did go to brunch when we had more time, and we've yes. done some family brunches, just not boozy brunches as much. We've never been to a farmer's market. And I probably never will. Yeah. Maybe when we're old. <laughs> Well, no, I took Tyler to a farmer's market. There used to be one that was by his daycare that was open once a week. I remember that one, yeah. Um, Ted said, well, I suppose you could go to brunch by yourself. <laughs> we got a nice flashback of Marshall trying. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> just one couple? No, no just, just me. me. Really? For Re- brunch? You see the guy like crosses his arms like, <laughs> this is not up for debate. Marshall's great here. I, what was I thinking? You're right. <laughs> And then, uh, <laughs> and then this was kind of mean, <laughs> super mean. <laughs> Robin and Ted decide that they're going to go to brunch the next day, and Marshall asks if he can come. And <laughs> Ted's like, "Really? For brunch? Which I don't. Is it weird to have three people no. for brunch? <laughs> that seems fine." Yeah, there was absolutely no, and and they're rubbing it in his face. <laughs> oh yeah, I'd like to go. I love brunch. <laughs> Yeah, um, I feel like Robin and Ted have a little bit of like couple smugness going on in this episode. Mm-hmm. And I'd be very sensitive to Marshall's loneliness. <laughs> no, not at all. But thank God, because that's how we get Brad into the picture. Right. We have a scene opening with Barney coming into his apartment. <clears throat> He's clearly talking to a bookie, and it turns out to be his mom. Yeah, I didn't love that. It was fine, but... I thought it was a pretty good reveal that it's his mom, except for you don't... You wouldn't call the gaming commission on a bookie. You'd (laughs) maybe call the cops or the FBI or something if it's a big enough one, but... um, That was sort of a strange line. Don't make me call the gaming commission on you. Right. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I mean, in a great episode, it was one of my less favorite jokes, but it was okay. Lily's there, the reveal (laughs) that she's sitting on his couch. She circumvented his... Security system by having just like a key. the way he says it too. How did you circumvent my <laughs> right. security system? Spare key, brilliant. <laughs> and uh, I kind of want to know if Ted had the spare key. Why didn't he go like poke around Barney's apartment when he knew Barney wasn't going to be there? Quick guest star from oh. Podcast Ninjas. We have Tyler here. Hi. All right, back to bed. Sorry, we had to do that to get him to go back upstairs. All right. We get the little flashback of why Lily is in his apartment. She pulled the Murphy <laughs> the Murphy bed down and tore the wall off. And then she sees her Lithuanian neighbor. Mm-hmm. And she has learned a little bit of Lithuanian, so she knows enough to say hello. And she seems oddly cheerful for just having destroyed two apartments. Well, I mean, it wasn't... Obviously... This wasn't her fault. Right. <laughs> and Barney just so callous. That's terrible. Well, see ya. 
Yeah, he said he doesn't have room. This is bachelor country. Yeah, he makes a you know bad joke about you know she's a f- illegal alien or whatever, and she can apply for double entry. <laughs> yeah. Multiple entry. Multiple entry. Yeah, that's it. Multiple entry. And I do kind of like his, <laughs> at a point in my life where my suits are my family, when Lily points out he has a whole bedroom mm-hmm. just filled with suits. When he says the multiple entry joke, she says, ooh, is what some lame chick would say, but for me it's multiple high fives. <laughs> so he sees she's desperate, or even more so than he thought, and um, he said she could stay there, but under the condition that she does not change anything, which is a weird thing to say. I mean... Don't change anything. Yeah, it's unclear why she I mean, would. It's um, clearly just a way to get to the line of she changed something by right. putting food in there. Yeah, exactly. So... A plot device. Uh, yeah, it, it, it wouldn't make sense in real people conversation. It wouldn't, but I guess Barney's very regimented in his strangeness. So. We get a running joke of his 300-inch flat screen. Now... In a perfect world, that would be the TV that's in our living room. Yeah. But I had to fight just to get, like, I don't even remember what this is, but it's not 300 inches. It's like, what, 52? 58. 58. Yeah, so we had like a. not big enough. We had like a 48 or a 50, and Jen said we need a 58. No, I wanted a 75. I think, and of course, any of it's ridiculous, and I was very validated when we told Tyler that we were getting a bigger TV, and he said, why? It's like exactly what I said. You know, Tyler is strangely on your side on a few random things. Mm-hmm. Like, he really likes me better most of the time, well, but yeah. there's a few things that he really will side with you on. And the TV was a weird one, but also getting another dog. He's very anti-second dog. Or cat. I asked him about a cat the other day, and he told me, no, Mama, we have Roxy. Mm-hmm. So. So maybe we, we should have live cl- with Barney. We also have a clubhouse that says no girls on it. <laughs> All right, we're at Ted and Marshall's apartment. Marshall's getting back from the Alanis Morissette concert, and I noticed that he's wearing the T-shirt of the concert. <laughs> yeah, him and Brad both did. He said he went with a friend from law school, and Robin kind of lights up. Oh, really? Who's this friend? You know, assuming that he's dating someone now. Right. And he said Brad. And then he has sort of a weird smile after he says Brad. Yeah. And they kind of hold on it for a little while. There's a definite... Theme, underlying theme of, you know, they're in a relationship. And so, yeah, this is the equivalent of him coming back from a It's not even date. underlying. I mean, they just throw it out there. Yeah, that I guess that's true. They're, they're quote-unquote dating. Um, we go to, we get a flashback to McLaren's as he's, after he says it's Brad and they're getting back from the concert. Bro! And so here's the beginning of some great <laughs> abbreviations and bro talk from Brad. Bro! Alanis Morissette rocked. And I noticed that his, his Alanis Morissette concert is from the 2004 concert oh, really? t-shirt. <laughs> which you and I have had this conversation many times where I make fun of Jen for going to concerts with past year's t-shirts on for That's that band. what they're for. Where else would you wear a concert t-shirt if not to the concert? Anywhere that you'd wear casual clothes. No. If anywhere, it's to see the band that you bought the t-shirt to support. So this is a big disagreement we have. I would say you you don't want to be that person that's wearing the band's shirt You're to just saying concert. that because it was a quote in some movie you like. But I agree with that quote, and I'd heard it before, not from a movie, but just as a general practice. But, you know, it's a matter of taste. If I see people at the concert, I don't, you know, jeer them. It's the them. equivalent of wearing a jersey 
to a football game. I could see that, but I still think you don't do it. I think I still think it's lame. You're nah. lame. You get no opinion. You don't even like concerts. We find out the same scene that Carol broke up with Brad. He gets why, what Marshall's going through. So we, I know Brad was in the episode last week, but I don't think we really touched on who Brad is, like as an actor. I mean, we mentioned his name, but I don't think we actually talked about, yeah, what else he's been in, and yeah, it's it's Joe Manginello. Manginello. I think I'm saying that right. <laughs> I should know that. So we, the first time we would have seen him is in this, or or you could make an argument for Spider Man. The, the first Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Oh, really? He was Flash in it. Not Flash. Uh, who, was, who was in high school who was the big bully? Was it Flash? I don't remember. It's been a long time since I've seen that one. Yeah, he's, a, he's the big... He's uh, Mary Jane's boyfriend. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. I've, I've called you and said, hey, look who's playing Crash. It's Crash is his name. Oh, I do not Look who's playing Crash. I gotta, I gotta look it up now to make okay. sure that's what he's called. Because not that anybody writes to us, but this <laughs> but would yeah, be something so they could call us out on. This, yeah, you know, he, yeah, if he was in Spider Man, then that would have been you know an earlier thing. But this is one of the earliest things that he's been in, and he comes back from time to time on the show. And he came back after he blew up fairly big, so he got his start here. Um, then he went on to be in True Blood, and I think he came back around that time. True Blood was on for quite a few years. Um, but I remember reading like an interview of him saying like, hey, the show like helped me, you know, get some recognition and to get started. So yeah, I was happy to come back. Um, and then he was also in, was he in both Magic Mics or just the second one? He was in both of them. Yeah, he, he obviously became a bit of a sex symbol thanks to True Blood. Mm-hmm. That's when people started to get a little drooly over him, and then obviously... It's still kind of weird seeing him without the beard, even though like that's how we he looks, started seeing he him. He almost looks like a different person. Yeah. And obviously he's married to Sofia Vergara now, mm-hmm. and he's also one of our most famous Steelers fans. That's right. And I guess he's from Pittsburgh, I assume, based uh, on yeah, that. Yeah, I believe he is. I also think he went to Carnegie Mellon University. And I think he was roommates with Josh Gad, if I'm remembering this correctly. Get out. I didn't know that. Now i got to look that up, because I, I have that fun fact kind of in my head. I just want to make sure I'm not mixing it up with somebody else. I'm pretty sure. Fla- it, it was Flash in Spider-Man, not Crash. So it's Flash. I'm thinking of Crash, because I just saw Bull Durham with Crash Davis' character. Um, so other things he was known, well-known to be in. He was in uh, one episode of Scrubs. I guess he, was in a, he had a scene in Spider-Man 3... Because oh. he's credited for that. Maybe it was a flashback. I don't know. I, I saw that movie, that Spider-Man once, and it was not enjoyable, so I never returned. Yeah, he's had very few recurring roles in TV. Really, it's just down to True Blood and... Well, true, just True Blood, really. Magic Mike. Oh, on TV. He was on an episode of Big Bang Theory. And it must have been this past season because it says 2019. I wonder... I don't remember that one. He's going to be in the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Oh, really? In the TV series Stars, Star Wars Resistance. I'm not sure which if that's the cartoon or that's... It must be the cartoon. Okay, so I got things mixed up. 
So Joe Manginello and Josh Gad both went to Carnegie Mellon, but Joe Manginello was roommates with Matt Bomer, and Josh Gad was roommates with Rory O'Malley. And Matt Bomer was also in Magic Mike. Right. I wonder what order that went in, who got picked first. So I was close. Got a little bit mixed up. But anyway, so that's Imagine being Matt Bomer. I don't know if he was out in college, but being a, a gay man in college and showing up and seeing your roommates, <laughs> Joe Mangianello, that would be pretty happy times. Hmm. I would like to think about that for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're back at, we were just at McLaren's. We're back at Ted and Marshall's apartment after retelling of, you know, the post- Concert conversations, Brad and and right. Marshall so, having. Yeah, so they're kind of commiserating, and then Marshall takes the opportunity to ask Brad if he wants to go to brunch since they're both single now. True. And <laughs> Ted goes, really? Brunch? And Marshall goes, is that weird? Ted's like, yeah, that's why I was all like, really? Brunch? <laughs> right. I like that one. <laughs> Ted thinks brunch is girly. I don't think brunch is girly. It I is couple or or for big groups. So if you're just with one other person, you generally would think it was a couple. Uh, none of this is really true anymore, actually. I wouldn't think. I don't know that it was true then, maybe. <laughs> if it was even maybe then. Maybe this, so ma- this show kind of made it true a little bit for a little <laughs> while. But I, th- we do get a good comparison of, you know, breakfast isn't girly, lunch isn't girly. Why would brunch be girly? Right. And it <laughs> was Ted's comparison. <laughs> There's nothing girly about a horse, nothing girly about a horn. Put them together and you get a unicorn. That's really well done. <laughs> Bravo, Ted. That was another one that Tyler really liked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think... He just laughed every time we were laughing. Yeah, it's true. But I think he got that one. There was some that he was laughing just because we were laughing. He clearly didn't know what was going on. But that one I think he got. Next scene is in Barney's apartment. Oh, I do like... <laughs> sorry, I do enjoy the, um, you know, Marshall and Brad are dating kind of corollary. So I do enjoy Marshall's here. Um, we're here, we're hungry, get used to it, brunch. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Yeah, as opposed to the, you know, we're here, we're queer, get used to it. Yeah. For those that may not be aware of the slogan. There's the connection. At this point, because no one really knows who Joe Manganiello is, Manganiello, it's funny that he's just a bro Mm -hmm. in this episode, but when we get him back, like, in season seven or whatever it is, when he's a lawyer and going up against Marshall, all the women think he's hot. This is clearly done after he's become a sex symbol. Yeah. And how much it's changed. I was just thinking of some lines. My soul needs some redemption. <laughs> okay, sorry. We'll get there in a couple of years. We switched to Barney's apartment, and Lily's cooking breakfast and has made coffee, and Barney is not happy with this. This is going against the don't change anything rule. Which is silly. Right. But this so, is changing So Barney something. literally never buys groceries. That's what he's indicating, that, you know, when women come over, he doesn't want them to see food there and think that they're going to get a meal. I mean, I guess Barney has enough money, he just eats out all the time. Could be. And then he takes her on a tour of his bachelor <laughs> gimmicks. <laughs> I really enjoy this part. You want to do it? Um, no, you can do it. I just... Yeah, he's got, in his bed, he's got one pillow and one full-size blanket. On a, was it a king-size? On a yeah. king-size bed. He's got one towel. He's got... Uh, no no hair dryer. You know where he keeps that stuff? At your place. Beat, Beat it. it. <laughs> that was a good line. He's got the te- the toilet seat that always stays up, unless you're sitting on it, I suppose. Right. And then he's got the, the porn lighting on his 
And not just lighting, music too. So I didn't know if the music played or if that's just sort of the, what the I think background it did music was. Because he flipped it on when he was giving the tour. But it happens also twice. Girl, yeah. But I, but I still think it might have. I think it was just background music. It wasn't. Nah, I playing. Think, <laughs> I think he has it playing. But he doesn't say anything, and neither does Lily about music. Like she would have said, "And you have music." I'm still going with the music. Okay. Because that's a weird Barney thing to do. I doubt it, but that would be funny, too. He says he has it. He had it professionally lit. I think it would be professionally lighted. But I'll leave that alone. Know. I'm not a big correct your grammar kind of Mr. person. Mr. Corrector. Uh, Tyler has become Mr. Corrector on our podcast. Oh, has he? Yeah. He's become Mr. Corrector and just talking to him. <laughs> the other day I said two times. He was like, don't you mean twice? <laughs> He's six people. <laughs> okay. Popover Pantry. We're at brunch with Brad and Marshall. I'm surprised there was no double date between Brad, Marshall, and Ted Robin. and Robin. <laughs> it wouldn't have been as fun, but that would have made sense if they all just went together. That's true. It certainly Although, made it a lot more comfortable. No, nah, well, I think the way the days flow, I think Robin and Ted went to brunch the day before. Oh. The day he was going to the Alanis Morissette concert. Fair. Not to say they wouldn't go again, but... Okay, popover pantry. I, I love this entire exchange. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> Brad says the zucchini bread is redonkulous. I know you hate that word. <laughs> it's very bro And B- BT dubs the eggs Benny did not disappoint. You did not oversell them. Oh, the, you did not oversell them. <laughs> Which I think of every single time I eat eggs Benedict now. He goes, then he wants, you know, he says uh, he has, the timing's perfect. He has two tickets to Mamma Mia. You're like, ah, oh, but don't you? Of course, everybody does. <laughs> I like the way he says, we're going to do Broadway bro style. <laughs> it's all just. So, yeah, that, that scene just is one hit after another. Yeah. And it's better knowing that he becomes, you know, again, like this more famous actor. Who's, you know. Yeah, it's almost better in the reviewing than it was originally. And I think it's better than it would be if it was a different actor that was unknown. I don't know that we would look at it as fondly if it wasn't Joe Manginello. Yeah, agreed. And I wonder, I mean, I wonder how much of a boost him being on How I Met Your Mother gave his career. I wonder if it was that big a deal. He certainly didn't become a sex symbol on the show. Right. He's a great-looking guy. He's big and bulky. But he's got great comedic timing. So I I think there was something about that that made him attractive to hire Mm -hmm. in something that needs you to play a light. Yeah, it was interesting. They went from that to True Blood, which was like a very serious role. There wasn't a ton of comedy to his character, from what I remember. None. He was a wolf. Well, I mean, there was a vampire, but he was kind of funny sometimes. Eric? Yeah. Yeah. Bill wasn't funny. No, Bill was very serious. We're back to Barney's apartment. <laughs> this whole thing's wonderful, too. <laughs> I don't... This... It's funny, but this... There's no, there's no paradigm that exists for this woman. She's like a hippie chick, but there's no way as being a hippie chick she would ever like Barney. That's true. He would represent everything that she hates. Hmm. Interesting point. And she would hate his place. It's all, you know, commercialized and Mm -hmm. consumerism. (laughs) Yeah, that's an interesting point. Nevertheless, I do still like it. I did write, as a note here, I like when he has them run through into the porn 
that the, the music comes on with the lights. Mm-hmm. But she's, you know, as he did later describes, resistant to all of his gimmicks. Right. So <laughs> he wakes up and she's just staring at him and he, you know, tries to imply like, oh, you're cold. The cold woke you up because, you know, the blanket's not big enough. And she mentions like, no, I'm just watching you sleep. <laughs> this doesn't make a ton of sense. But it's like, oh, I'm sorry, I only have one towel. I'm sorry, you couldn't shower. Like, she couldn't have just used that yeah. towel. <laughs> That's not one of his better props. Right. But she points out that um, she doesn't buy into the myth that we need to shower every day. So yeah, she doesn't be, believe um, in coffee. I was going to say, she'd be living large in quarantine times. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, she doesn't. I noticed that Barney, both times we see him in bed, he's not wearing his pajama suit. Oh, that's true. Maybe he hasn't bought it yet. Think about that. But yeah, so she boycotts coffee, so she's not worried about not having coffee. And also, it's New York City. You could she doesn't have a job, so she can stay there all the time. And then Lily enters and... Oh, no, the, the book, or the porn. Um, he tries, you know, the last-ditch effort to be like, oh, no, I, you know, I need to get something off my bookshelf. Here's all my porn. And her feedback, just like, oh, you're so open about your sexuality. and That's one of the reasons I love you. Mm. And then her face when she says, I love you. I said it. I love you. <laughs> and Barney just starts to absolutely panic, and then Lily walks in the door. She thinks Lily's his wife. She leaves and is mad at him, and I love his, uh, oh, no, please, don't. You don't understand. How could I? <laughs> what his, have I his, done? Yeah, his pretend, trying to stop her. <laughs> and then he says to Lily, uh, you're not going anywhere. I love Lily's face in this scene, this Look of confusion by her. It's actually very well acted. She, you know, she's starring on a show now with Jason Biggs. As I think it's he, he's her husband on the show. No, unless you talked about it, there was like a Girl Scout cookie show. Yeah, I think she's got this show now. I forget what it's what it's running on. Hmm. You should have more information about this. Yeah, that's true. I'll 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 have more later. So they go into a conversation about how Lily can stay and essentially be Barney's woman repeller the next, you know, the morning after to make sure women are getting out of the apartment. We have a scene in McLaren's where Marshall comes in and he's telling Ted and Robin about his next plans with Brad, how they're going to see Mamma Mia. And they label this as his third date. I like Robin's razzing him here. You know what that means. Yeah, I don't love this. I don't know why. They're going to Cafe L'Amour for dinner first. And then Robin, another one with her. You better bring your A-game. That means no granny panties. Now, do you just hate it because she used the word panties? Maybe. Does the word panties get worse if I emphasize the P and the T more? As in panties? Eh, it doesn't bother me that much. Okay. But this uh, was a word you pointed out that you don't like. I don't care for it, but I don't hate it. I'd prefer it not be used, but... It's not, like, cringe-inducing, necessarily. Um, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't get why they're bro-shaming him so badly. Like, we can go see Mamma Mia with his friend if he wants. It was a different time, Jen. <laughs> I guess. But they live in New York City. Broadway's very close. You know, one of these things no one would tease him about. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, it's the progression. Yeah. <laughs> and knowing that it bothers him. Yeah, that's true. If he was just confident about it the whole time, there would really have been nothing that... There would have been nowhere for them to go with it. Yeah, although I'm not sure. And I, 
I think that's part of what's changed over time is that, yeah, I'm doing that. Right. <laughs> I remember I was at a bar. This is when we still lived in D.C. And I don't know where you were. We weren't married. We, actually, we could have even been married. I'm not sure. But it was towards the end of our living in D.C. And I was at a bar with a bartender buddy. You weren't there. And we were talking to some girl. He was single, so I was kind of, you know, getting a girl to talk to him. And I forget what happened, but some big jockey guy overheard something I said. And he was like, what are you, gay? And I looked at him and I said, yeah, I am. What's the big deal? <laughs> and he just looked at me and then he kind of walked away. It's like there's nowhere to go with it. <laughs> right. If, if the perf- person's like, if I am, yeah. So wow, I think in D.C. That's interesting. Yeah, this guy was clearly not not living downtown. Right. But the you know the point is, I think part of what makes this go away is that people are like, I don't care if you tease me about that. Right. Yeah. I'm right. Going, I'm going to a Broadway show with my with my guy friend. Right. Yeah. And I'm I doing think brunch. Right. Yeah. And Marshall's clearly you know trying to defend it when he doesn't really have to. All right. <clears throat> We're back at Barney's apartment, and. They've got an arrangement now where she's staying to pretend to be his wife. Uh, he's having breakfast with some random lady, very pretty. And clearly there's a cue he's trying to get for Lily to enter. <laughs> and then she comes in, does the whole routine. She slaps him. Um, the woman leaves. And she makes a line. You know, He's like, that slap was really convincing. And she's like, eh, I've always wanted to do that. But she has slapped him before, hasn't she? She has. Universe. That's right. It was the universe. universe. Or maybe it wasn't her. It was the universe slapping him. So it doesn't (laughs) matter. This one was just her. Lily suggests that because he likes the food and he he likes, you know, pulling off this gag that they redecorate and make the place have more of a woman's touch. Mm -hmm. And so we get a montage of them decorating. Do you want to talk about the montage? I don't really have anything to No, but I did like Barney's mention. line where she's kind of like, oh, you know, no, never mind. And he's like, what? You're my wife. You can tell me anything. Mm. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cute. But yeah, so they redecorate. Um, I did notice as they were replacing the porn with books that she hands him relationships for dummies. Oh, I don't think I noticed that this time. Anything else you want to say about that scene? No. Nah. Okay. We're at Tenor Marshall's apartment. Marshall gets back from the sh- from seeing Mamma Mia. I like Ted's line. I didn't think we'd see you this until the morning. And then Marshall gets really mad. It wasn't a date. It was a date. It got weird. <laughs> Brad's paying for dinner. Brad's wiping his face. I like Robin saying, well, it could have been worse. It could have fallen on your lap. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then it did get worse. He helps him put his coat on and then invites him to a wedding. Well, well, I like that in in order, Marshall goes, it gets worse. And then Brad goes, it gets better when they flash to the Brad (laughs) scene. But, yeah, Robin says, you know, just just be sure to keep Brad away from the wedding bouquet. (laughs) So, yeah, Brad invites him to a wedding in Vermont. At a B&B. The foliage. Foliage? Yeah, there's foliage. foliage. (laughs) Will be redonk. (laughs) (laughs) We got the Walt Whitman suite, bro. And he fist bumps for the Walt Whitman <laughs> suite. Very reluctantly <laughs> returns the fist bump. And what you know, you would sort of half expect Marshall to ask. There are two beds, right? <laughs> right. He wants right, to go. He mentions we, there's one room left. <laughs> we got it. <laughs> he wants to go halfsies on a gravy boat. Why does Marshall have to pay for this wedding gift? Yeah, he really shouldn't have to. <laughs> How much are gravy boats? I don't know. 
Marshall says that he needs to sort of break this off. So he's going to go to the wedding and that's it. At first he says no to the right. wedding and then he gets the sob, you know, the break, the emotional breakdown from Brad. And so he, then he decides that he will go with him. He feels bad. Anything else to say about that one? Do you have any other notes? Um, no, I think that's it. I've never been as a plus one to a wedding with a guy. Have you ever been with a girl as a plus one? You don't really get many opportunities because if you're not like a serious couple, they usually don't let you bring up a plus right. one. We've, we've been over that right. during the wedding episodes. I can't think of any weddings I've tagged along to. Nah, I got nothing. <laughs> We're at Barney's apartment. Barney's heading out. Lily's enjoying the new linens on the bed and... Barney sets her up with the giant screen TV in, in the bedroom and then decides that he's going to kind of settle in and watch the, the, the Letterman, Letterman monologue, monologue. And then they cut, they cut that scene from there. Yeah, so I do um, oppose this size TV in the bedroom. That's too bright. His TV yes. in the bedroom? I, like the, I do like the lines. It hurts your eyes. You can never get used to that. <laughs> That happened earlier, but I did like that line. <laughs> so the next day, Marshall is going to meet Brad to go to Vermont, and they're both you know, very nicely dressed up, but he sees Brad is holding flowers, and so he calls Ted really quickly. Which They is, cut that from the TV version, him yeah, calling Ted. Yeah, it doesn't really go anywhere, so that was a good cut. Um, and like Marshall it. starts, yeah. Go ahead. Um, you know, kind of railing into him, like, you know, what, why'd you get me flowers? Like, Kelly lilies are my favorite flower. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know how you knew that. I guess you just get me. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not cool. And then... He's, get, he's getting ready to break up with him, and then Kara pops in. It turns out they got together the night before. He never <laughs> called Brad. <laughs> and then Marshall. Marshall immediately switches to indignant. <laughs> yeah, he's very hurt. <laughs> yeah, you should have. Right. <laughs> and it would be explainable enough that, you know, hey, this was kind of annoying that... I had to walk, you know, get up right. early. But that's not, it doesn't seem like that's what he's uncomfortably, yeah, they quickly really switch his attitude towards <laughs> being jilt, a jilted lover. Right. I mean, texting was a thing. He could have said a quick text. That's the least he could have done. He could have still given him the flowers. <laughs> then we pop back to the op- what was the opening scene, which is Barney's apartment the morning after. And although, you know, Lily immediately says nothing happened between us, uh, that doesn't matter to him. That's, no, that that's part of the matter. problem. <laughs> yeah, they stayed in on a Friday night and didn't have sex. So they did spoon. <laughs> said, you, you four-spooned me. Hey, it takes two to cuddle. That was kind of the only <laughs> thing I liked about that scene. Is that, That's weird that they did spoon, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of odd. I guess maybe Lily's still used to being in a relationship, and that's just the default if somebody else is in the bed. Right. But they make a deal. She, she gets to keep all the bedding and, you know, decorations, and uh, she moves out. Right, and I like Ted's narration about you know, Mr. and Mrs. Stinson, after two weeks of marriage, decided to call it quits. And that's the story of how Aunt Lily furnished her apartment. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, apparently custom Italian sheets in her <laughs> rat-infested apartment. Right. We are in the final street scene. And Marshall and Ted are walking down the street chatting. They see Brad in the distance. And Marshall says, pretend I said something funny. 
which is such a typical thing you would do. Mm-hmm. Or it's very tropey, TV right. like sitcom tropey, but still, it, I think it works. And <laughs> like how when Brad's getting in, ready to introduce himself to Ted, Ted's like, "I know who you are." <laughs> Like, as if, you know, I know what you did to my friend. Right. And Brad's face after he says that's like, what the hell? <laughs> it's like, all right, well, I got some place to be. Yeah, me too, but more important. <laughs> and, like, Brad all of a sudden is, it's like he's never been in this episode. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny. I guess, yeah, they didn't realize they were going to bring Brad back at the at this point, but like, they still go to law school together. I know he shows up. He shows up you know, down the road several seasons later, but I think... He still gets brought up, like, intermittently, I think, like, when Marshall's waiting to find out if he passed the bar. I yeah, think he, they're on the phone together. Yeah. So, yeah, it's kind of funny that this was framed as, like, oh, the last time they saw each other. But it really wasn't. What is the next Brad-heavy episode? Can you think of it? Um, I mean, it's is probably... It the Bachelor Party, actually. Oh. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, where they're going to Atlantic City, and they're, he's in the car, he's, like, naming all these things he wants to do, and... <laughs> no, one, no one else wants to do, like, the gambling and the strip club and all that. And he's like, all right, well, I guess I'll see you guys in a few days. Does they show up shirtless? Or I'll, or I'll see you like, at the wedding. Running beside the car or something? Oh, and there's great stuff with him at the wedding. Yeah, I think he gets oh, in naked. Oh, like he right. gets in naked at the end of the, <laughs> the bachelor he? party. And then the wedding, there's him shirtless. Oh, my gosh, how did I forget about that? Bill. I, for some reason, I did not have any recollection of him being back, like, actually on the show until... Him and Marshall are facing off in that trial. So, yeah, there's a lot of good Brad still coming up. What's your favorite joke from the episode? Oh, goodness. I, I don't know. All right. You hate me when I do this, but I have a couple. I have the BTWs you didn't oversell the eggs, Benny. I do like the we're here, we're hungry, get used to it brunch, and Barney's little monologue about his bedroom or his apartment. Yeah. And how it gets You can't women. choose between those three, huh? Um, I guess I'll go with Eggs Benny just because it's a common um, quote that we use. Yeah, so, so we we talk about the Eggs Benny, BT Dubs, Redonks. Like whenever brunch comes around, we we go through this routine. <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes around other people. Uh, my favorite is just this whole popover pantry scene. So I'm going to cheat a little bit too and just Ooh, say okay. the run of scene here is. It all kind of flows into itself. You know, it's very singular mm-hmm. of how great it is, not only as a scene in this episode, but as a scene this season, as a scene in this series, as kind of setting up, you know, the, the Brad Bro talk that they kind of really lean into as the episodes go by. Um, so that's my favorite. My least favorite, I think, is actually, we didn't even mention it, but. Um, the very last line of even if you don't think so, tell me you think he's fat. Oh, that didn't yeah. work for me. Yeah, that's a good bad line. Um, I didn't love all of the shaming of Marshall, like you know the third date kind of talk. I you know again you know, didn't really care for Barney, you know, Barney's mom being his bookie. But overall, I mean, I liked the episode, so they weren't like long fall. Joke, yeah, bad jokes. I forgot to do fun facts, so do you have anything? No, I tried to look some up, and there was nothing. Oh, okay. Um, next episode is Aldrin Justice. Yay! I don't think I like that one quite as much as this one, but it's r- still really good. Oh, no, or do I? 
Now I can't remember where I ranked it, but it's in this kind of area, and it, we get to meet Druthers. Mm-hmm. Hammond Druthers. Hammond Druthers, as played by... Brian Cranston, pre-Walter White. I guess it was pre-Walter White, yeah. Yeah, God, that's, that's a great episode. I've actually read um, Brian Cranston's memoirs. It's, good, it's a good read. Hmm. Although he's a little pompous, maybe. So very Hammond Druthersy. He's a little precious about his acting technique. As he about should his, be. He ab- is a treasure. About his instrument. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not talking about the building that he built. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'll hear more about next week. Where can we find us? Where can people find us? You can find us at RunkleRecaps.com, at RunkleRecaps on Twitter, underscore how I met your podcast, underscore on Instagram, and RunkleRecaps at gmail.com. Who would be ever so kind as to rate, review, and subscribe? We would be forever indebted. And we hope that you found this episode redonx. <laughs> so we'll see you next week. Hope y'all are enjoying your self isolation time. Yeah, hang in there, folks. See ya.